Hello, I'm Stephanie Luo. Welcome to my podcast, Surface Time, aka Confessions of a Diving Junkie. In this episode, you will get the insight to the five questions that I ask all my guests. Today, you will hear from Magnus Akablombika, a creative software engineer and editorial photographer. Out of your non diving gears, what are your top three items that you will always pack with you to go on any diving trip? Non-diving gear. There are a few things that I have started to bring along. One of them belongs to my diving equipment. I have these battery chargers that I have for my strobes that uh, charges the batteries. So this is like the most boring thing ever, but I've had so many different battery chargers that you start to appreciate the really good battery chargers, the ones that will charge your battery quickly. And there are no fans, there are no beeping noises. You can have them all at night uh, in the hotel room and not be too afraid that they're going to catch fire. They don't make any, you know, noises. You can go to sleep. So like my battery chargers, I really like them uh, a lot. Just for the travel experience, I, I try to bring a good set of headphones mm-hmm. and to listen to books and music and watch many movies all on the plane. Previously, I would just go on a trip, take a lot of pictures and I'd go home and I'd do all the editing and everything at home. So I, I wouldn't bring any computer with me while I was traveling. But it also meant that I couldn't improve my learning cycle during that trip because I didn't know what mistakes I was making during that trip until I got back home. I've changed that now, just be able to correct mistakes a little bit earlier in the trip. So I do bring a computer with me. It has helped me to become a, a better photographer just by increasing the, the, the speed that I can learn. Okay. The next question, what are the three top tips that you would give on safe dining practice? God, I'm not sure I'm uh, actually the right person to, uh, to give tips on safe diving practice. You stay alive. <laughs> yes, that, that is true so far, at least. I think always trust your instinct. If something doesn't feel right. Don't do it. Even if the dive master has some idea about well, what to do, like swim against the current for you for 15 minutes. If it doesn't feel right, then you're like, no, I don't want to go down there because it doesn't feel right. Don't want to burn through all my gas. It doesn't matter. Just don't do that. Trust that gut instinct. It's trying to tell you something. If you're not going to be comfortable, you're not going to enjoy it. And, and it might be dangerous just for, for that reason. Second tip that I've also gotten into, I hate it when other people mess with my gear, which is you have boat crews that really want to help and they want to provide you with a good service by setting up your gear. And I have a hard time scaring them away from, from my stuff. Don't touch my stuff because I am ultimately the person that will be diving with the stuff. That means I want to make sure that it's set up the way that I know it works. So for me, that is. Just be in control of your gear that you're going to dive with, the the gear that will keep you alive. That is super basic, but I have a hard time, especially diving in Asia where people want to be so helpful on the boat. It's like, no, get away from my stuff. And I really need to be assertive and rude to (laughs) scare them away from my space. Because if they put it together, I need to take it apart and put it together again myself, just to make sure that it's the way that I want. The third tip is make sure that I'm comfortable with what I'm going to be doing. I never push myself when it comes to diving. It's 
Diving is relatively safe as long as you don't do stupid stuff. And I try not to do stupid stuff, which is a, it sounds super generic, but it's surprising how people actually do stupid stuff and they go deeper than they should be doing. And they dive with equipment they don't know how to use. If you read a lot of accident reports, it's just people doing things that they shouldn't be doing. So my tip, don't do things that are outside of your comfort zone and your training. Which is like basic diving safety and uh, something that everyone should be uh, doing in the first place. I think it's always that it's very important to dive within what you've been trained for, within your ability. When you want to try something else more advanced, more aggressive, that's where you take extra training, cave diving as an example. Yes. Okay. Thanks for that. That's actually uh, very helpful. Next one. What is your greatest fear? So let me think about my greatest fear. I have a lot of fears. I have a terrible fear of heights that kicks in even when I'm diving. So I remember my first wall dive and we were swimming and we just came across the shelf and I looked down and realized that it was like hundreds of meters down. And at that point, and it was like a vertical wall going down. Awesome wall to dive on was I got more comfortable on it, but I just used up half of my tank in five minutes because I was like freaking out. I got this like whole vertigo thing going on there. The same thing happens on land. I think that's one of my biggest fears is like being faced with heights that I won't be able to, to deal with because that's something scares me. I can see that wall diving is quite daunting because you, you, you do know that when you go on wall, there's you know the depth. Mm. And then there is a limit. At the same time, you also know that's irrational because you have to stay in neutral buoyancy. What do you do when you find yourself having that state of mental alertness? And what do you do to manage that negative emotion? So I think there's two parts of it. One is just try to prepare yourself. I know that this is a problem for me. And so if I know I'm going to be in a situation that I might be stressed out, okay. This is going to happen now, Magnus, and you're going to get these feelings because I know they're going to come and this is how you're going to deal with it when, when it happens. So we'll take it easy and you can always abort, you can always go back and just have a mental plan for how to deal with those emotions. The second part is sometimes you get surprised by it, trying to have the sense that, yeah, I've been through this before. I've done this before. I have freaked out before and I did survive. It's not going to kill me. It's just like this irrational fear that, that you're describing. And another thing that I'm like, especially when I'm diving, one of my biggest fears is CO2. Because for some reason, my body loves collecting CO2. And that means if I get winded before I go diving, my body has collected a lot of uh, CO2. And then I go diving, then the partial pressure does weird things to that CO2 and I can't get rid of it. It's such a terrible feeling getting a CO2 hit when you're diving. And it has happened to me a, a couple of times. So that's something that I fear because when you're down deep and suddenly you, you start building rush of, uh, of panic. Because you, uh, your body is telling you that you're not getting enough air. Because that's what happened during CO2. Your body is just, you're not getting enough air and you need to go up. That's the only solution. Uh, because breathing through your equipment is not working and your body just wants to go up. Mm -hmm. And that is also the same thing. Okay? You need to tell yourself, have the presence of mind. That, okay, it's just a CO2 hit happening now. You're not actually dying. Your body is trying to tell you that you're dying, but you're not actually dying. You're getting enough air to survive. You're probably going to have a headache when you come up, but you need to calm down and just ascend safely. 
And that's something that I really structure my diving around, not not time. It's also be prepared to stay calm and so that you're controlling yourself, you manage yourself, awareness is actually very important. Yeah, distancing yourself from the fear. Because the fear of the same thing for me, fear of heights or that fear of like my body is telling me that I can't breathe is, is to me a, something that uh, I need to distance myself from that because the fear itself, it becomes dangerous because that could cause me to panic. That's the dangerous part, not the actual situation. My favorite way to describe fear is that fear is actually acronym for false expectation appearing real. Mm. So I think every time when I. I uh, think about fear, I was like, this is not real. Stop telling yourself something, it's not real. Yeah. The fear of heights, it's not just because I'm standing at a great height or I'm above a great height doesn't mean I'm going to die, but my body is telling that to me because we have some built-in ancient system that's just freaking out inside me. It is exactly that. You just need to step away from it. Don't let it affect your decision-making at this point. It's very important. Next one. What is your greatest extravagance? Diving or otherwise? <laughs> In general. Oh God. I'd like to think of myself as a humble and non-extravagant person. And then occasionally I think that's uh, maybe not the, the case. I like to learn a lot and I have a tendency to go very deep or in all the subjects that I want to learn a lot about. We talked about coffee earlier. So when I want to learn more about coffee, I go really deep into coffee. I have coffee machines and I have grinders and I have a whole army of various ways to prepare coffee at home. I allow myself that space to actually totally nerd out on uh, things that I feel passionate about in, in the moment. And it's been the same with diving and with photography. I, I get the best gear I can find because I know I really love doing it. So I think that's my great extravagance that I give myself the leeway to pursue my passions in a non-restrictive way. That's a beautiful to put, allow yourself to pursue your passion unrestrictively. <laughs> I like that. Last one. Okay. What do you value most in friends? Oh, I think the same. <laughs> Actually. The nerdy part. The allowing me to, to pursue my passions. I wouldn't expect that of anyone, but just being understanding about how important these things are to me and that I really need to, to spend time on it and uh, people that can encourage me whenever I go off on a tangent and I start talking about whatever it is that I'm uh, interested in the moment. It's, oh, really? That's interesting. How do you think about that? Yeah. Instead of, oh God, you're such a nerd because I am. But allowing me to be that really helps me, encouraging me to be myself, basically. So, so that's what I appreciate from my friends. <laughs> you have just been listening to Surface Time, Confessions of a Diving Junkie. Surface Time is executively produced by Noetic Production and Music by Dress Studio. If you have enjoyed our Surface Time chat, please show us some love and subscribe. And if you would like to share your stories on Surface Time, we would love to hear from you. Please email us to faith at